Hello, Shock Monkeys, Kofi members, and all who are listening. This is Master Torgo, and I am here to give you an introduction to the game that we'll be starting up as a live play for bonus listening content uh, based on the board game The King's Dilemma. And I just want to give it a, a bit of an introduction to you. But first of all, I want to thank you so much for not only supporting, but your continued support of the show. It means so much to all of us, and we're kind of flabbergasted that you're still there after after all this time, and we really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, what is The King's Dilemma? The King's Dilemma is an interactive, it builds itself as an interactive narrative experience uh, featuring several branching storylines that lead to many possible endings. It, the game requires us to apert permanently sign cards, stickers, and player screens, and the game board then becomes irreversibly altered as the game unfolds. Uh, the number of games that we have will is finite. That means when we play this game, when we're done of it, uh, the game is over and the game cannot be replayed. If I, we wanted to play The King's Dilemma again, we'd have to buy a whole new copy because we'll be destroying it along the way. You know, what? Kirsten and Barry love to do. Obviously, this was my choice. But on average, the game takes about a total of 15 hours. So corresponding to about 15 games. So depending on how the story goes, uh, there could be up to 15 episodes of this playthrough. But when it's all done, we will have told an epic fantasy story uh, beginning to end. Uh, now, just be aware, uh, the game setting is fictional, and it's a cruel fantasy world. And there will be, each one of us has taken on a particular house with a particular mindset. And so it's, uh, there could be some harsh, horrible things happening, so I want to give you just that little warning, I guess. So in The King's Dilemma, we will become representatives of various influential fan, uh, families, or houses, and members of the king's council. Historically, uh, the kings of Ancus, that's the country that we are all part, always placed an absolute trust in their council, so the real power is in their hands, not the king's. And uh, they are the real leaders of the government of Ancus. Now, I'll just go through a quick basic gameplay, and then I'm going to give you a grand overview of the kingdom itself. So this is a primer to the game. Uh, so how the game plays is we have each selected our houses. I'll go over which houses we've selected in a little bit. And every round, there is a dilemma. We will discuss that dilemma. It has a one of two outcomes. We each start with eight power and ten coins. These are, are the two currencies of the game. And in front of us, there are cards that say I, nay, and pass. Every dilemma, we have to vote. And how much power we put behind our vote, how many power tokens, is the strength of our vote. And at that point, it's kind of like betting in poker, that whoever has the highest amount of power total for I or nay, that goes through, and then we then suffer the consequences of our decision, and more so, the kingdom suffers the consequences of the decision, and of course, what's best for the house is not always best for the kingdom. Whoever is the 
uh, leader of that vote, whoever put out the most power, then gets blamed for it for good or nil. That's kind of the basic concept of it. And we'll go over that concept a little more when we actually start the gameplay for you. But that's really comes up. We pull up a card. It is some kind of ethical dilemma that we must make a decision for the kingdom and the the outcome of that. And then we do the next dilemma card. And this happens until the king either dies or abdicates the throne based on decisions that were made. Uh, that could happen one of two ways. Either things got so bad that the king has to escape with his life or things got so good for the country that the nobles actually got too much power and the power imbalance is too strong that the king abdicates because he no longer has really any power to do anything. And then we go into a next generation. So that's that's basically what the game is. It's... Uh, and then through this, you're going to hear a story told over arguments between me, Commander K, Deb, and Barry. So, what is the world of the King's Dilemma? Well, let's go into this. We are members of the Council, a governing body ruling in the name of the King located in Libra, the capital city of the Kingdom of Ankist. We represent one of the 12 noble families who rule the duchies and the marks into which the kingdom is divided. Our main interest is obviously to make Ankis prosper, right? However, we're also trying to increase the power and prestige of our own family over the others. The game campaign spans decades and generations. So we're going to assume the role of different representatives of our house each game. And we won't be the same person over multiple games because it's basically every generation is a game. Uh, so what about the Kingdom of Ancus itself? Well, the King Ancus is one of the largest states in Lywick, but it's not the only one. Ancus itself is the result of the union of many formerly independent kingdoms conquered in wars and united by diplomacy that were incorporated over the centuries as duchies remarks. The north and the south of Ancus have uncertain borders. The unclaimed borderlands are full of raiders and cutthroats and dangerous nomadic tribes. Uh, the structure of the kingdom is feudal. The duchies and the marks are managed by their ruling houses, represented by us, the players. Uh, these families are all loyal to the king of Ankis, but also have counts and barons that are loyal to them. The houses are responsible for rallying the army, gathering taxes, and generally administrating their territory in the name of the king. The king is personally assisted by the chamberlain, who will deal with the council about several general matters. The council can also rely on the royal treasurer, who is charged with monitoring the finances and dealing with the economy of the kingdom. Ankist has a complex and vibrant society divided into five main social classes. And again, this is all just background. You, I've already kind of told you how the game plays. If you're not interested in how the kingdom runs and kind of have a little more flavor that's what this is to give it all that flavor uh then uh, go ahead and skip ahead and can uh, when we do the first episode you'll, you're pretty much already ready to go but if you do want to know about the five main social classes first the merchants they are the entrepreneurs who run the commercial activities and finance trading expeditions they generally have a large income or fortune that they can rely on to pursue their commercial interests the merchants of ankist unite themselves into local guilds they don't usually behave as a united faction because the various guilds may have diverging interests, but they periodically elect a guildmaster or mistress who is considered neutral by all the guilds and speaks to the council for all of them. So that's the guilds, right? The merchants. 
Then you have the scholars, the brightest minds of the kingdom, uh, usually encouraged to join a university where they can spend their lives looking for new knowledge and discussing the most important theories. They don't really have a real hierarchy except for one given by their reputation and the funds that they manage to collect from the rich and the nobles to pursue their studies. However, they do have a sort of leader in their figure of the rector, a life-lasting honorific position given to the most eminent scholar of their time through election tasked with bringing cultural issues to the attention of the council. The rector also appoints the librarian chancellor who assists the council in making decisions regarding all scholarly matters and also acts as a court physician. Then, of course, every kingdom needs the army, uh, recruited by the dukes and the marquis. Uh, the Marquises, under direct orders of the Council, the army keeps peace and order in the kingdom. The Council's strategic orders are executive by two generals, the High Commander, who reports directly to the Council about external threats and commands the army during wars, and then there's the Royal Marshal, who leads the King's Guard and intervenes in the case of riots or internal troubles. Only a minority of the soldiers are regulars, most of them are conscripts, men and women called to serve in times of need. Then go back to their homes in times of peace. Then you have the common people, of course, with their numbers, the rabble, uh, uh, <laughs> but, but numbers and resiliency, they are the backbone of the kingdom, we must remember that. They have humble jobs like farming, woodcutting, tailoring, mining, they don't carry any significant wealth, and the fruits of the work serve them just to get by. Uh, their interests are defended by the Tribune, an elected figure with a mandate of 10 years who reports their problems of the common people to us, the council. And then you have the cult. The most influential high priestesses of the cult sits on the circle of the blessed. Among them, the prior mother is selected as the leader of the cult through a specific ritual. It is said that the mother herself guides this decision. While not considered divine herself, the prior mother de uh, deals with uh, Dr. Doctrinal? Yeah, doctrinal issues, and is considered the voice of the mother in our world. Another extremely important figure of the Circle of the Blessed is the Holy Attendant, who deals with the material problems of the cult and often sits on the council to report on cult-related issues. So uh, when you refer to the cult in this game, it is not a you know a, an outsider cult. The cult is the name of the main religion of Ankist. So justice with the conviction of each wrong must be followed with an equal and opposite reaction to restore balance justice in the kingdom of ankist is commonly based on the law of retaliation the more serious the felony the more harsh the punishment more common crimes are dealt with by local judges through the duke marquis or even the king may be consulted to ask for a pardon on the other hand the most ambiguous cases are brought to the attention of the first judge, an expert and wise man of law at the head of the Justice Court of Libra, who study or Libra, who studies these matters and submits their advice to the council. So there is kind of the basic five factions of our kingdom grouped together into easy categories. Now, before we go on to talk about the rest of the known world, let's talk about our houses. This is the part 
where I tell you which house was chosen by which player and a little bit about each house. We'll probably do this again in the first episode, but I want to make sure it's covered here, uh, just as if uh, you've already seen the episodes, a refresher or two to give you a rich, deep introduction to what the houses are and what their mentality is. So first, Deb has chosen House Nerilu, Dukes of Olwyn, and this is what they're about. Uh, the mild climate, as well as the safe and favorable geographic position of the Duchy of Olwyn, enabled its rapid economic and cultural development. Her family has always pushed for strong investments in technological research and alchemy. Despite having excellent carpenters, her fair share of coastline don't have a strong tradition of shipbuilding. Her people do not like to leave home, but they constantly try to make their houses more welcoming and safe. Her region has produced many famed scholars, and their knowledge has been applied most of all to agriculture and medicine. Among the great inventions of her people that they produce some of the most innovative treatments for human and animal diseases, fertilizers, and pesticides. Meanwhile, their great architectural works, such as very efficient mills, sturdy embankments, and irrigation canals, have transformed her territory into an enormous barn that feeds most of the kingdom. The wealth and well-being spread across all social classes thanks to their architectural and alchemic advancements have predisposed her family and their people to accept novelty and whatever seems to bend the laws of nature to as potential resources for improving society. Deb's family believes poverty, famine, and all disease can be eradicated from the kingdom through ingenuity and knowledge, and that is the Dukes of Olwyn House Nerilu. Now we're going to talk about the lobster people. It says Barry's group, House Vlarg, Dukes Agamam. Their sigil is a, a lobster over a sea. Formerly an independent kingdom, the Duchy of Gamam was annexed by Ankist in the year 130 after the army of that kingdom surrounded the capital city of Golden Harbor. Also known as the people of the lobster, they are skilled tradesmen and hard workers. They are constantly busy people, and they spend a lot of time complaining that they have no time to enjoy the fruits of their labor and their generous land. They're haunted by the fact that life is too short. The people of Gamam develop a special sensitivity to luxury and beautiful things. They're proud of their efficiency and wealth, and they often complain that they pay too much in taxes. They feel that their relationship with the central government of the kingdom is one way. They give a lot to the crown without receiving anything back but more taxes. From the outside, they're seen as demanding, arrogant, and fussy. Kind of perfect for vlog. But also elegant and sophisticated. You know, Pellegrino. Their capital city is clean and safe. All their people, including House Vlarg uh, and his family, complain that life ends too soon that they would give anything to have more time to enjoy the wealth they accumulate during their hard working life. So that is the House Vlarg, Dukes of Gamam. Next, Kirsten is playing House Kerstran, Marquises of Torque. Their sigil is a pig, a flying pig on purple. Seeing support from a bigger and richer country to help contain the frequent assaults of raiders coming from beyond its uncertain northern borders, Torque joined the kingdom of Ankist in the year 75, so about 75 years before Vlarg's house did. 
It is a poor place where the central authority struggles to survive, tormented by incursions from barbaric Sakaram tribes that live in the hills at the foot of the Fola Faur Mountains. If Libra and the whole Ankis can sleep peacefully, they owe it to the House of Torque and their brave and proud people, forged by many battles in the hostile climate of their territory. Thick clouds cover their homeland during winter, when extremely long nights produce endless horrors. Animal carcasses are found ripped apart in unnatural ways. The remnants of dark and obscure rituals perpetrated by ominous cultists are found on the countryside, and shadows ag agitate the vast forests. Torkins, however, are not intimidated and always react to any threat in the same way, by fighting. The courage and resilience of the warriors is also incarnated in his family, who have joined the warriors in the battle in the front lines for generations. Kirsten's family often lead hunts for cultists and other horrors to protect the population. Despite the fighting skill, they never find pleasure in taking someone's life, and they only fight to defend their people. No one is sent to die in battle lightly as their population is scarce compared to the vastness of the territory. Everyone does their part in Torque, from the warriors to the priestesses who often go on the battlefield to bless the soldiers. In some rare extreme cases, they even join the fight. Their aspiration is that everyone would unite to fight the horrors and the dangers that infest the world and the Torkins are not left alone to shed their blood to defend it. So yeah, the curse is basically House Stark. That's a uh, that's basically what he is. And then there's my house, uh, House Torgo, the Dukes of Natar. Uh, my symbol is a snake holding a four-leaf clover on purple. I decided to choose something a little against type, but still very much assholes. House Torgo, Dukes of Natar. Partially because of the proximity of the important monastery of Lorraine, my people are extremely devoted to the cult of the mother, to the limits of fanaticism. We have a particular conservative and fundamentalist way of seeing religion. Uh, my family occasionally encourages this tendency by tacitly approving or even fostering witch hunts or persecutions of alleged heretics to satisfy the ecstatic fervor of the Natarians. Uh, we have a deep-rooted intolerance for any reference to foreign religions or ancient cults. We think that the world before the advent of the mother was impure and bestial and any kind of information dating back to those times is dangerous, no matter what. Ironically, my duchy is full of traces left behind of ancient civilizations. The Clover Massif hides many ruins of the bygone Sabean League, and some even older buildings said to belong to the era of the first King Amand are scattered all over my territory. The frequent earthquakes that afflict the duchy occasionally reveal forgotten dungeons full of ancient and disturbing knowledge that my family system systemically orders hidden or destroyed, claiming that it could lead anyone deciphering it to madness or heresy. So, our houses can be summed up to a, a basic house motto. Vlarg's house motto is, work is life. Uh, Neralu, that's Deb's house motto, is what we do echoes in eternity. Uh, my house motto, ignorance is bliss. And of course, Kirstran, Kirsten's house is hit hard. We can take it. Now we will continue on to tell you about the rest of the known world of this kingdom. Despite Ankist being one of the most influential and powerful kingdoms in the world, it's not the only one. Two continents are known to the people of Ankist. There's the northern continent of Lywick, 
where the kingdom of Ankist is, and the mostly unknown southern continent, only known for the fierce ivory desert and the tales and legends shared by the few foreign, foreign travelers venturing into our lands. Uh, so there's the kingdom of Mir. Ankish shares a border with Mir that's to the northwest. The two kingdoms used to be almost comparable in size a few decades back, but Mir is now much smaller after they lost a war against Ankist in the year 143. Still, it is culturally and technologically more advanced. So Mir lost a war to us, but they are more advanced than us, so you gotta keep that in mind. The kingdom of Sidlada. Sidlada is a small and poor kingdom to the south of Ankist. Doesn't really have much to offer. Despite being completely harmless, it has not yet been conquered by any of his neighbors only because its stingy lands are more onerous to administer than they'd be easy to conquer. So uh, the upkeep would be too much, so we just let them be. Then there's the Republic of Capias. The Republic of Capias, despite ruling over the cold and rocky territories located to the northeast of the Kingdom of Ankist, has commercial abilities beyond imagination and more than compensate for the harshness of their homeland. Their leader, the Doge, is elected every five years among the most talented merchants, and despite having only limited powers, they are the head of the army of mercenaries and Mostly, they can veto the decisions of the Bank of Cards, one of the most influential banks in the whole world. So, rough lands, but very, very wealthy. Then there's the Kasuk Empire, beyond the Chilea Sea. The Kasuk Empire extends its territories for miles and miles to the distant east. Most of its territories are barren steppes, frozen in winter, impossible to farm, Therefore, the majority of its population lives on the coasts of the Chilea Sea, particularly in the Placid Waters Gulf. The Emperor, always accompanied by his personal guard, composed of the best fighters of the North, lives in opulence and luxury, just like his bureaucrats and nobles, while their subjects are miserable and beaten down. So, across the sea, the Kasuk Empire. And then you have the Southern Continent. Besides the coastal city-states, Southern continent is barely explored. The inland is apparently wholly occupied by a vast desert called the Ivory Desert. No one can live there, while a tall mountain range called the Nebula Mountains cross it to, from north to south, splitting it in two halves. So roughly unexplored, but completely uninhabitable except for what's along some of the coast. So we just kind of keep an eye on that. Well, at least we let Kirsten's house do that. So. Now I'm going to go into the religion. Now again, this religion is very important to my house. Yes, I've chosen a house of basically super fundamentalist religious nuts. Uh, I thought that would be more fun. So let me tell you about the religion, the major religion of the entire uh, kingdom. The cult of the mother is the only religion in the kingdom of Ankist and most of the other known lands. The mother is considered the only true goddess, and she is worshipped as a benevolent figure together with her eight saint daughters. However, especially in remote places, paganism is sometimes still present, but the cult treats it as superstition, claiming that the pagan gods are likely misinterpretations of the saint daughters. So the dogma, the religion of the cult, is based on the fact that all is created and regenerated by the mother. When you die, you go back to the mother's womb where you'll be regenerated before being born again. Birth and death are equally important. Births can't be 
prevented in any way, and corpses must be buried in order to go back to the mother. The cult claims that the mother once walked this world in human form to elevate humanity above the beasts, but she was not human. This dogmatic truth has been questioned by several heretical theories in the past. A famous heresy theorized the existence of a ninth daughter and claimed that the mother was not an immortal goddess, but just an empress of an ancient civilization, part of some matrineal dynasty where the ninth daughter would inherit command. And another heresy asserts that the saint's daughters are as divine as the mother. They would actually be her sisters, and the mother herself would be the aforementioned ninth. Yet another one says that the saint daughters were actually the ancient pagan gods who were defeated by the mother and submitted to her will. These heresies are all vigorously denied by the cult. So let's talk about the eight saint daughters of the mother. Well, the cult worships the mother and her saint daughters as a unity. But commoners may ask the favor of a specific daughter according to what they need. The saint daughters have a dual nature. They each represent a virtue they gifted to the world and the avoidance of vice that could be fostered by an excess of the same virtue. In the sense, the saint daughters represent harmony and balance. Those who seek courage without recklessness will pray to Tilda. Those who seek strength and vigor without violence will pray to Orsel. For those who pray to Ajena, they will have wisdom and avoid folly. Those who seek creativity, uh, the arts and games will play to pay to uh, sorry pray to Lyra, who will mu- tell them the most playfulness must stop. When oh, sorry, who will tell them when the playfulness must stop? Ayer is the patron of love, and she is mindful to avoid jealousy. Those who need their businesses to thrive will ask Rayla to intercede for them, and they will be granted wealth as long as they are generous with it. And Carathis brings justice, but always with mercy. And finally, those who seek rest or think they deserve to feast after a great effort will pray to me here without ending in laziness. Again, not things you need to know for the game, but this just kind of tells how this particular religion works. So the structure of this cult, the cult of the mother, only allows women to join its ranks. The priestesses of the cult informally call each other sisters and live in monasteries. Priestesses can indulge in romantic relationships and have children, but they usually do not marry, even if it is not formally forbidden. They can raise their daughters at the monasteries until they reach puberty. Then the girls can choose to become priestesses themselves or leave. If a priestess gives birth to a son, he'll have to be raised by his father outside the monastery. The monasteries are of different sizes and shapes, but all of them from the smallest village monastery made of only two rooms to the biggest ones which host up to hundreds of priestesses have a public space where all believers gather and assist in the rites and a private space where the priestesses live and perform special rituals. Only priestesses can enter the space, but while lay, uh, lay women may occasionally be welcomed as guests, access is never allowed to men. The biggest monasteries are led by an elected figure called the High Priestesses. So the high priestess. So that's kind of how the layout of the religion works. And now we'll just quickly do a quick history, and that's pretty much going to wrap this up. So here is the known history of the world. At the present time, Ancus is one of the strongest and largest kingdoms in the world and has enjoyed several decades of peace. But less than two centuries ago, it was divided into many small kingdoms and raider tribes. Uh, Little is known about what happened before this age of fragmentation, 
But what we know for sure is that the lands of the current kingdom of Ankis, as well as most other known lands, were ruled by several lost civilizations throughout the ages. The monumental vestiges they left behind are present in most of the cities of the kingdom. Uh, so around 800 years ago, it was the Salon Union. All the remains of this great civilization are a few vestiges on the coasts of both the Sierra Ocean and the Chile Sea, such as the gigantic lighthouse and ruins or the shipyards readapted through the centuries, still in use in some of the kingdoms of some of the kingdom. Uh, some say that in ancient times, the rule spanned the whole world. And before that, that was the Sabaean League. Uh, this was around 1,100 years ago. Older ruins present across the south of Ankist. Many market squares in the southern cities are built around these structures. A few obelisks made from sculpted sandstone survived the test of time. The bas-relief scenes represented on these obelisks depict scenes of trade, suggesting that commerce was the main strength of this civilization. And before that, we had what we call the first king. Historians agree that all the most ancient and time-worn monasteries of our kingdom and beyond were built by Omad, the legendary first king, a historical yet almost mythical figure. His rule allegedly spanned over the whole world, and even though it ended hundreds of years before our kingdom was even born, our royal family claims to have a direct lineage from him. Now, at present time, he's praised more for bringing the cult of the mother into our continent and converting the northern pagan tribes than his considerable military successes. He was so illustrious that every state claims to be his birthplace. Now, before that, it's all mythical history. Some historians suspect there was another forgotten empire that might have been the cradle of civilization. Uh, this belief comes from the many spurious copies of a legendary artifact that's been lost for centuries called the Golden Map. Uh, people have been seeking this item for decades, too, to no avail. Uh, and, of course, uh, my house, House Torgo, finds that all heretical, because it's always been the Always, right? So that's it. That's kind of the basis of the kingdom. That's our houses. And uh, we are going to be basically creating our own little Game of Thrones fantasy story. Uh, our decisions are going to be for the good or the ill of the kingdom, and we will have to live with those decisions. So come along on this journey with us and see how we solve the king's dilemma. Really? I, I appreciate there being a lit magnifying glass <laughs> nearby. This is... In case you need it. Yeah. That's uh, oh, I I need it. I absolutely need it. This this would go in the, the his. Print, you see the print on these cards? Yeah. Yes, I can read that fine. Without your glasses? Yeah, because I don't need these for close up. I need oh, these for far it. away. Maybe we should. Have Jeez. Do, do you need these? Nah. You sure? Have you ever tried them? Readers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have readers at home. I have different kinds, so maybe so. Oh, jeez. No, oh, this is nice. <laughs> uh, well, maybe if I hold it here, it's nice. If I go here, it's it goes away. If you need the readers, let me know, because you're going to be reading more than I am. <laughs> Seriously. He's got the magnifying glass. They're 225. They might be strong. I don't know. Give me that wow. magnifying glass. Oh, this is so much better. Yeah, these are a little stronger. There you go. I'm fucking blind. Ah! <laughs> wow. Shot me in the eye with the... You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm trying to see the card, Kay. <laughs> It's like Barry's mom trying to read anything. God almighty. Oh, here, I'm trying to get the card. Oh, Christ. 
this is going to be a great episode. Uh, I got spots in front of my eyes. <laughs> this Jesus. is how I gain house advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot see. Fucking blinding everybody. Hello, Kofi members. <laughs> so good to f- join us for this, the first and only time we've recorded episode one. Yes. We've never tried this before and failed. At all. No. At all. We haven't brought it up on the show at all. How, no, no, we failed never. apart, have we? Wow. We just failed apart. We didn't fail. We didn't fail. We didn't fail. We were in the middle of playing a game. Yeah. When someone failed us. Someone tripped on a cable. Somebody might be clumsy. Kit, shame on you, Kit. I'm watching you. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching you, Kit. You. Oh, you. Me. You. Why me? Why would I do? Because you're close to that cord. Oh. This one? He yeah, put, that one. He <laughs> put one? the box oh. right next to him this time instead of yeah, across well. the room. Okay, fine. He's fine. <laughs> across the room. That, I mean, that table, that one is essentially across the room. We've made some subtle changes that will improve things from the last time <laughs> we've tried and failed to safety. do this. <laughs> yes, tripping and falling on your face is not a good thing either. I almost destroyed the whole show. <laughs> it's bad. But this, this is King's Dilemma. If you're not sure what King's Dilemma is, why haven't you listened to episode zero yet? You should. Episode zero there is kind of to set up the world of the game. Now, if you went ahead and started with one, we'll kind of explain how things work. We are all very noble houses of Ankist. Uh, well. A kingdom uh, in a <laughs> fantasy world. Uh, it's basically Game of Thrones, but they don't have the license, so it's its own thing. Uh, the king never makes decisions. He has a a group of nobles that assist, and that's what we are. If you want to know a deep about our houses, that's on episode zero. We'll go around and just kind of give a small idea of what our house philosophy is. For example, I am uh, House Torgo, Dukes of Natar. Uh, Natar are very fundamentalist religious people. Um, who very the cult of the mother is the overarching religion of the land, and we're really into it. And some of the biggest monasteries are in our part of the kingdom, and and we find heresy just to be downright shitty. So, religion or no, or nothing. That's how my house goes. Kay, tell me about your house. Well, we're the uh, house Castran, Marquises of Tork. We're kind of. Well, if you want to keep up with the Game of Thrones, uh, it's uh, we're like the Starks. Yeah. So we're in the north, and we're protecting people from evil, and they don't appreciate us. Yeah, pretty much. Deb, what's your house? <clears throat> house Neralu. Neralu. Yes, we uh, live off the sea, and near the sea, and we are very science-based. We invent lots of things in medicine and progress society through invention. I, I find noble thing. As long as you keep religion as a part of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this is going to go. Barry, what is your house? We got a house vlog of the Dukes of Gammon. We are the lobster people. That's why he's talking this way. Yeah, work <laughs> is life is our motto. Uh, we're skilled tradesmen and hard workers. Wicked pisser. <laughs> So uh, each round of the game, we are going to go through basically a generation. It's a generational game, so every episode is basically a generation. Uh, We will draw a card. That card will then advance the story and give us a dilemma that we must then, as a council, vote on. We have two forms of currency. We have power, 
uh, our power tokens. We each start with eight of them. Uh, for each one that we put on our yes or no vote is how much power of our house we're putting behind it as we go around to the whole table. Whichever card, yay or nay, has the most power at the end decides where the way that will go. Now, we can vote yes, we can vote no, or we can choose to pass. Uh, if you pass, we can use that to gain more power, or we can pass to become the moderator. The moderator decides all ties, so it can be a very, very powerful role. And then there's also the leader. The leader is the person that won the vote with the most power of the last round. But in this case, my house has the most prestige to start because <laughs> religion. So mm -hmm. therefore, I am starting as the leader of the council and uh, looks like, uh, what's, your, what's your house again? Castran. House Castran is the uh, moderator in this first round. That's right, we are. And we play until the king abdicates to the throne or dies, and that will happen through the cards. Now, in the middle, we do have a board that shows uh, various uh, resources of the world, uh, the morale of the people. There's one of the where the people get fed. There's one of knowledge. There's one of luxuries for the nobles. And then, of course, one for the strength of our army. And these can go up or down. Each one of our houses, we have chosen a a goal. A, a kind goal. of a goal, yeah. yeah. Uh, for our house for this round. So I want these resources to be in a certain part of the board, up or down, and as does House Gristrown, House Nerilu, and House Lobster People. <laughs> we are people of the lobster. Uh, see, okay, people of the lobster. I, I said that wrong. Lobster people. The, the yeah. lobster people. You Whatever, should, you we'll take it. You, you should know. see their hands. <laughs> <laughs> and as we make decisions, it will affect the game going forward every single time for good or ill. So one of us might have a goal of the house in mind, might not be best for the kingdom, and we all may suffer the consequences of someone's greedy choice, Vlarg. Hey! I'm just speaking the truth. So let us begin... The King's Dilemma. The trumpets strike three rising notes, and 81 doves are released, as King Harold V is crowned king by the prior mother of the cult. You see, it's very important, people. Mm -hmm. Religion. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. The people erupt in a cheer of joy. Our hopes of endearing prosperity are renewed with a new king. Foreign dignitaries from Kasuk, Capias, Salada, and Mohir crown, crowd the royal castle to evaluate the new king and win his favor. The ceremony is followed by a feast lasting for three days and nights along all the streets of Liberia. That's a lot of lobster. Uh, provided by your people, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Libra, that's our capital city. We didn't get paid enough for it. <laughs> a week later... Sitting on his throne behind the grand chiseled door of the council room, the new king addresses us for the first time. Any authority is flickering, and power can be a blessing or a curse for those whom it is exercised, he says. After a long pause, he adds, ruling is an unsolvable dilemma. And now we pick our first dilemma card. Barano. A rich merchant from a remote desert city called the City of Tents 
wants to negotiate a lucrative trade agreement. Among his samples of goods is a slave concubine in chains. Hmm. He claims the woman comes from a desert temple that allegedly hides the golden map, a fabled item we have been seeking for decades. Many of our people are against slavery. Do we force Murano to free the slave? That is the dilemma. Now, Barry, I need your assistance. On the red judgment side of the board, I need you to put up the white luxury for nay. And on the blue side for I, the uh, black side of the luxury, which is the diamond, and the black sticker side. Do we force them to free that slave? So, nay, we can see right now that because that would be a good trade thing if we have good relations with these people, that our luxuries will go up. And right now it has a momentum of down. Now, if we say that uh, we should free the slave, it's probably going to hurt us on the luxury side, and it looks like it's going to be a negative sticker to whoever wins that. Wins that, And that's something that's an ongoing thing because people will, be, will remember you possibly for losing a massive trade aspect. So keep that in mind. So here, let's discuss this a bit. All right. A rich merchant, city of tents from the desert. It's kind of a, it's a remote area. We don't know much about those people, but he claims that the woman comes from a desert temple that hides the golden map. We've been seeking that for decades. We've been looking for that thing for a while. Uh, as a, and true, very true. However, a bit heretical, I might say. Uh, so mm, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but I want what's good for the country. The right? church loves slavery. Uh, no, no, this is not true. We, we believe in, in free, uh, free people. Not necessarily free expression, but we believe in a free people. I personally think we should uh, free the slave. Uh, uh, but uh, but uh, what's your what's your thoughts, uh, Haskastrat? Well, uh, was this about coming from the temple and knowing about the the what have you? Uh, if you listen to episode zero, you'd know all about this. Oh, I see. So <laughs> if if you've gotten this far, listener, and haven't listened to episode zero, you might want to do that. <laughs> Carson's just staring at Todd. Yeah, I yeah. was. It, she has knowledge. Uh, according to the merchant, he says that she comes from a desert temple the. that hides the golden map. All right. So that's so, a, it's a fabled item. We've been looking for it for ages. Right. So the implications are what? That if she's a slave, we can find the item? Or we can find the item if we release her? We can find that temple? That's the thing I'm asking about. That's, that's, at this point, we don't, we don't know that. This is information we don't have, because whether this is a claim is true or not, we don't know. This true. is according to the merchant. We have no idea how this works. <clears throat> is he offering her, or he just happens to have her? No, no, he's, he's here to negotiate a lucrative trade agreement. He's not offering her. He's, oh. She's just with him. Right so we're kind then. of forcing a... Okay, so if we do free her, we might be able to get some information regarding this temple yes. and then the, uh, the item. Perhaps. Perhaps. 
Okay. Or uh, perhaps he has more information because he knows where she's from. So there is that to keep in mind oh, as well. So you don't want to upset her then? Yeah, you're reading a lot into this thing. The only thing we know for sure is that this guy's going to give us some lucrative trade. The money might be good. So keep her a slave. But she's a slave. How do you feel about that? Oh, I, 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 we, we agree with the, the freeing of people. It's, 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 we find this absolutely horrendous. House Natar does not believe in slavery. Through and through. Indeed. And uh, I, I understand that not doing business with a wealthy nation might hurt us a bit. However, does it hurt us more as a society for accepting such barbaric practices as slavery? Well, indeed. Oh, we, we, we accept plenty of barbaric practices already. Look at those religious freaks in the house of Tor. Oh, sorry, you're right there, aren't you? <laughs> I would like to say the king is here with us, and he is also part of this religion. You, If you poo-poo the faith, you also poo-poo the king, and I don't appreciate treachery. Yeah, don't put words in the king's mouth. How dare you? King agrees with us. Mm. Well. You know what? Put up a shut up. Let's take a vote. All right. As the leader, I will vote first. I will pass for moderator. Give me the moderator. <laughs> I, 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 I see how, uh, how much conviction you got there. Ah, I'm just saying if there is a, a tie in this, I would like to decide it. So, how about you, House Castran? How do you feel about this? Mm. Uh. I would say go ahead and pass for power. That way I can decide. Oh, you would, wouldn't you? Look at his face. I can't pass for a moderator, can no, I? No, because you you've, you've got it. You've got it. Yes. That could only be once the moderator has passed, that's where it goes. Mm-hmm. Until the next dilemma. Yeah, I'm going to pass for power. Oh. Okay, so we put one coin on there. Yes. And then he'll end up getting that three power. Okay. Well, we'll be sharing the three power, so we each... No, 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 you get the pass power. I don't get any of it because no. I'm a moderator. Yep. So, yes, you would get three power if no one else right. passes. Are you still the leader or do I get the leader thing now? Uh, no one has. No the one leader has the leader goes yet. for powers. The moment that someone puts power down on I or nay, ah. they become leader. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, Pascal Strand decides to pass for power, does not want to be involved in this decision. Good. That means that if this goes at a tie, I decide it. So, House Nevalu. How do you decide? The money would be good for the country. Oh my! Do she's uh, so she votes Nay. to to not free the slave. I thought your people were progressive. We are, but we choose our battles. Rules question. Now, I'm going to vote nay. Okay, but is there any benefit to me putting two power to the nay and claiming leader at this point? Uh, one, not only would it claim leader, but you would also win the vote. I well, I mean, we're going to win the vote. You, you, unless Deb on the next round decides to put more power on her yes vote, uh, you would then win. But yes, you immediately claim leader if you have more power on the board. I know, but what what benefit is there you of get being to keep leader? It. You keep your power, right? Uh, so if I lose, uh, no. If uh, anybody, whoever's the winning winning person or group loses that power okay to the pool to the pool and uh, whoever loses the vote gets their power back that's right okay 
Uh, but you also get leadership for the next round, and also you get the consequences of anything having That's to do right. with this. You'll be recognized for being the one who didn't release the slave. Done. <laughs> Two power to nay. All right, so that's three votes, basically, for nay. So we are not releasing the slave, because I can't change my vote. Once you've voted to pass, that's it. That's it. And there's no point in adding more power, unless you want to be the leader of this vote, House Not three Lou. power on this round. All right. The nays have it. We will not free the slave. A disgusting choice, I might add. So nay was the decision. Take your, take your money. Piss off with your money. I, I, I'm, I'm using a, a magnifier with an LED light. So and it, it is so bright. so bright. I am absolutely blinding everyone with it. This is power I shouldn't have. On purpose. He's doing it on purpose. The melancholy sight of the chained concubine accompanies the dry discussions about trade and tariff. In the end, our merchants secure a profitable trade deal. With the southern merchants, Murano is also more than willing to share what he knows of the mythical golden map legend. It leads to an endless fountain of liquid gold, he says. So, the luxury goes up two. And it Gets, flips over, right? It flips over. Perfect. Also, on the far left, the overall health of the nation goes up to. And we also grab a new set of cards, which I will do right now. This is the part where I won't be on the microphone for a few moments. <laughs> so luxury goes up, which means that the balance of the kingdom goes up two spaces, and there's four, eight, ten, eleven spaces to get to total. Up. To where we abdicate or we overthrow the king. And yeah. It also goes down eleven as well. Wait, two. Yeah, eleven as well. So we're we're we're, we're a more balanced, stable kingdom now. So. If this kingdom's super stable, we can throw the king out because we don't need him. <laughs> oh, it's always exciting when Todd's opening envelopes. Oh, legacy games. And he doesn't have to tear anything to pieces, which I know he likes to do. Yeah. He's destructive. And I have the Gorn. It's a little Gorn bean we're using to... De- From Star Trek The Experience. Yes, to denote... Everyone drink. Uh, to denote <laughs> the... Uh, we got an Andorian. And the Andorian denotes the moderator, the moderator, which Todd took because he thought there'd be a fight and there wasn't. I don't like it. <laughs> <clears throat> everybody agreed. Well, everybody who voted. Those of us who voted. Yeah, not who fen- didn't fence abstain. sitters. I really thought you two would vote opposites. I'm not very happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's going to be slaves no matter what we do. <laughs> And me as a person would have voted against it, but I'm not playing me. Uh, you know, I wouldn't tell you why. Because this merchant got his slaves from wherever he got them. We're not going to upend their entire civilization over this trade deal. So, Wow. Spoken it's, like a libertarian. It's a rough... Oh! <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> All right. New dilemma. So here is the outcome. We're not the dilemma. This oh. is part of the outcome oh, of what outcome. just happened. Uh-oh. And this is called a sinful trade. <gasps> Merchants from the southern continent call their home Conforta. 
Their caravans bring all manner of lavish exotic goods, soft silk, strange fruits, bizarre animals, strong spices, vicious carnal pleasures revolutionize our market. Even trade and car car Furton slaves. <laughs> you want to say that again? Car, car, fur, conferta is the name, so Conferton. Even trade in Conferton slaves becomes commonplace. Uh-oh. Wow. The visiting merchants speak highly of the city of tents, describing it as a sumptuous commercial city amongst the dunes of the Ivory Desert. They even claim it was the capital of the fabled Sabaean League, a merchant empire that once prospered and fell in that region. Their stories also indicate a contrasting legend regarding the location of Golden Map, mm. uh, re- reigniting the interests of our scholars. We've now shuffled three more dilemmas into our dilemma deck. Uh-oh. And the leader must sign the base of this card. I will uh, I will do that. That would be uh, House Lobster People. What's your house name again? Gammum. Gammum. I'll just sign this vlog then. And I noticed on the bottom here it says the uh, signer of this card gains three something or others. That gains three coins. You're damn right. Taking my money. You're going to buy me an Xbox Series S. <laughs> So I can play the Harry Potter game. Not a not an Atari 2600. I also want one of those. You know they were good with the wood the the, the wood paneling on it or whatever the wood features. I like that. It's classic. If you do me a favor, Vlarg, in the top right corner there's a symbol. Put it under the board underneath that symbol right there. Deb, on that other side, place the dilemma card we just did under so that red part pops out. And now begins the next dilemma. <laughs> oh no! I knocked over my sheet. You got you could see all my oh, all my money. Everything. Uh, this card also goes under. Bear, you might want to take this one and flip it. Yeah. Down. Flip it real good. Smack, this one goes smack, under smack, here then. Smack, like yes, that? yes. Smack it up, flip it, rub it down. Oh no. <laughs> Do I flip it over punch or it. this way? Uh yeah, that, that way. That, picture that up. Punch song that's going to Punch it, don't they? And rewind it. Da, ba, ba, ba. Sorry, now it's in my hand. Uh, the lyrics are spot on. That one. Yeah. All right. What Thus that? begins our next dilemma. The cult. That's you. our religion. Uh huh. High House very much invested in the cult. Thank you. The cult believes that trading human beings is indecent, and wants to put a stop to it. Many merchants, however, find it very lucrative and believe it is enriching the kingdom. Do we abolish the trade of Conferton slaves? We just got into this. Now you want to get out of it? No, actually, we didn't get into we're this. Getting, we're into it right now. Well, well, looks, no, no, that was well, never the That was deal. the individual concubine. This yeah. is the whole well, trade. Uh, well, apparently, our put, turning our backs on it <clears throat> has allowed slave trade to start happening well, in we the kingdom. Not in the kingdom. We're not doing that. That's not us. You sure didn't have much to say about it last time. Well, the merchants of our own kingdom believe it's enriching our kingdom having the slaves around, so do we abolish the trade of Conferton slaves? We're talking on our own turf here. This is what I was afraid of. This was going to be rolling downhill into something bigger and more horrible. So... For this decision, Barry, on the red space, I need you to put a ne- a sticker negative and a positive luxury on the I negative luxury and a positive sticker. So, 
do we abolish the trade of Confortian slaves? Uh, I, th I think this is the obvious outcome of a bad decision of two very noble, however misguided, houses of our kingdom. I understand why you did it. You did it for the greed of the kingdom, and I'm sure the wealthy among our kingdom very much appreciate your immoral decision. However, we cannot allow this to fester and increase over time. This is a moral outrage. Slaves in the kingdom, blasphemy. We cannot let this continue. We must vote to abolish the trades of slaves. I don't know where you get this wee shit from there. <laughs> Charlie well, Crazy so, Pants. So, the so I would say I, yes, let's abolish this. I think we should as well. The, the slave trade was not predicated on the trade deal. Exactly. It was not part of the original deal. Ah. And uh, the, the, whole, the whole thing, the decision about the concubine was like, all right then, we didn't free her, but that doesn't mean we have to tolerate the slave trade. So I say that we can... We can definitely put our foot down and say no slavery in I, the kingdom. I love this logic from House Stark. No, there's a car stock as well, and that ain't it. <laughs> Marilou, where do you where do you fall on this? Marilou? <laughs> Desi Lou, where do you fall on this? The slave trade was not part of the original deal. Money and goods, not people. I, I hope everyone's learned their lesson. We turned our backs on a woman who obviously needed our help at the time. We could have outlawed it right then and there, but no. But now you've seen the light. Oh, a bunch of bleeding hearts. All of you look. The luxuries are good for the, for, for the economy doesn't have to we're hard working skilled people we pay too much in taxes already <laughs> and now we gotta now we're gonna go backward we're not going we're backward. gonna go backward if we if we abolish the trade i mean we could regulate it but not like this not just saying just straight no oh. plus there, you know there's a there's a lot of lucrative other deals that we could be doing with the south hmm so you're saying, Ga gammon is saying that we should not only allow slaves but embrace this I'm saying let let let's see the number sheets. Let's 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 see the dollar signs. I really like I really like Nerelu's motto, G goods and and uh, what was what, it? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Goods and yes. services, yeah. not people. It's not people. We're not in We're not indulging in the sale of people. I think I uh, yes. Well, you know what? It's it's put our power where our mouths are. Uh, as the leader of this council. Uh, House Gammon, lay, what is your vote? Well, I can see how this vote's going to go already. So, instead of having to waste uh, power, well, you know what? Nay. I vote nay. How <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> well. Let's um, see if you're going to chicken shit again. Oh, uh, look at this. Two, look at this. Two power on I. It's, this is a very, very... Very strong thing in my my house's opinion. Uh, we found it disgusting the way that went the first time, so we're making putting our foot down this time. House Castran, how do you vote? 
three on I. I. And you become the leader. House Nerelun. Eyes will pass and take the power. Well, I guess you're not so, uh, uh, the moderator or power? Power. 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 Ah, power. Right. Give me the power. So, looks like you're not going to put your votes where your mouth is, huh? There's no point because it's going to go. No, no, no. I thought it was a, I thought it was a moral imperative for you. It is. Oh, if it was, you'd put some, you'd put at least one down on I. I have to say, uh, lobster people, I too am disappointed by this. Weak pass vote. It's this. This needs to be a show of power, of strength as a group to let them know that this will not be tolerated. And now we have two members of the council who have either abstained or voted against this, and so it, I find it disgusting. However, it now go, vote goes to you since House Nerelu disgustingly passed. Well, how do you vo- do? You add more power to your vote? Nah, there's no point. Plus. You guys get to lose some power now, so. I'm adding two more power to my vote. Wow. Because uh, he wants that the fun sticker. Uh, so I want uh, the leadership back. Thank you very much. I now put four of my power to this vote. That's how much we believe in a house against slavery. If you want to put any more power behind it, uh, House Castran, you certainly can. You want to keep the power in the hands of the religious kooks? I'd bump that if I were you. He's thinking it's... and thinking and thinking. In fact, give you a coin if you if you bump it up by two. Come I, on. I, I have no issue if you want to add more power to this. I think it's a stronger vote. I think this is a place where... Oh, I just don't House want Nuts- this crazy <laughs> bastard. Leadership is not the point. The point is to, oh, yeah, I think make, it is to make a show of power and to show that this, we are very serious about it. Uh, however, if you want to add more power to yours, please do, because I would love it, this to be the most powerful vote this house takes in a generation. Nobody wants Jim Jones here getting any more uh, yellow fun stickers there. You want the Charlie Banana Pants here being... Uh, <laughs> Being, oh. the, being the face of this thing? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll pay you for it. I'll pay you to, to, to put a couple power uh, up. Yeah, paying me a coin for two power. I uh, I think we have sufficient power behind it. So, no more power to it? Uh... Oh, that well, there's 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 hands going up. Are you Barry this is, is a radio, now upping his bet to yeah, two? Th- this is a radio show, Barry. You might yes. want to. <laughs> well, He's actually, now upping his bet to two. To oh, I'm putting two to up for, for Makeda. There it is. All uh, right, here you go. Well, I'm not certainly. Uh, I think this is enough of a show of power. That is nine. Oh, total. Clear, clearly, clearly, you're 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 you don't have very strong convictions about slavery, do you? Oh, I think I've made my points clear. Uh, I don't know if you're if you're letting him uh, run away with it. There. Would you like to pay me for power? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. I just want to point out that your convictions are shit. <laughs> you get no lobster. And I would like to point out that you voted nay. That's right, I voted nay. I'm proud of it. So we the, are the lobster people. So the eyes pass. The life of human beings is more important than mundane, cynical considerations regarding labor costs. Suddenly deprived of the chance to buy Caffernian slaves and force them to work for free, merchants and entrepreneurs lose part of their meaty profits. But the principles of morality in our kingdom have been reasserted. We, the luxuries go down three. Three. Oh, by the way, I don't lose my uh, 
power that I voted because I did I didn't win, right? Correct. Correct. You get that power back. Okay, and I put all the rest in there. So luxuries go down three. Go no. down. Th- yeah, I think it's flipped and then goes down three. Okay. You see what you people did? And if you would, uh, the uh, overall uh, balance of the kingdom also goes down three. And now we open a new. Oh wait, now I there's think a sticker. Now it's time for a sticker. That's right. So. And also the skulls are on the back of this, which means that when we do hit the end of this grouping of things, the king will end up dying versus abdication, most likely. Interesting. Is that if he goes to the bottom of the bottom of the track? Yeah. Okay. Once it hits the bottom, the king dies. Ah. So that has officially been decided by the cards. So, but who knows when we get there? Uh, in the meantime, I have to find a sticker. Talk amongst yourself. Oh. Look what you did. Now we don't have Xboxes. Now everyone's sitting there playing Nintendo 64s or some knockoff shit. Well, that's all right, because now a whole bunch of people who might have been slaves have an opportunity to get their own in televisions. They can go to school. They can learn science. They're not going to be learning much. See these luxuries? <laughs> it also goes to pay for education. Education. It's Education is, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a different there. token. You see that yeah, well, there's there. not going to be very comfortable <laughs> schools. Those chairs are going to be those awful chairs that give you back aches and shit. You mean everything that we sat in growing up as children? Yeah, pretty much. Because we had no choice? Yeah. And schools probably still have those chairs? Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be shit. The chairs and tables in one, uh, one thing. Luxuries. See? It went down. We don't have coffee in the morning anymore. Now we just got brown water. Yeah. <laughs> We have Don't our ask where we get first it. sticker on the board. It says, free Kafertons. We decree- decreed that Kafertan slaves are people just like everyone else. Every Kafertan slave that reaches our kingdom is immediately freed from servitude. That is not what I wanted. And since you are the lead- leader, Kirsten, you sign the bottom of this sticker. And it goes on the luxury one, right? It actually goes on to the, uh, the wheat symbol there. Which one is that? That one is welfare, represents the health of the population and the amount and availability of necessary resources like food and water. Also, the lack of maladies and the amount of people in the kingdom. There you go. Welfare. So what are the, there's three checkboxes on the side of this sticker. Yes, that's going to be marked over time. When we start the next game, that starts with a checkmark. And whichever sticker has the most check marks on it has been the most amount of time most likely to be covered up on the next round. Do you get things, though, for it being out uh, there? You, uh, he, on the start of our next actual game, next episode, he will get something for it. Oh, just Kirsten. Just Kirsten. Oh, that fucking sucks. Next dilemma. The Royal Marshal reports to us Todd, that... Back of the cart. You need to cover oh, thank the back you. of the cart. The Royal Marshal reports to us that three windmills were set on fire last night along oh, the road between Libra and Golden Harbor. The affected millers are asking for help rebuilding their windmills. Do we fund the reconstruction? So, Barry, in the nay column, put a negative sticker and negative welfare. That's the wheat. In the I column, negative luxury and positive welfare. So again, three mid-mills set a fire last night along the road between Libra and Golden Harbor. The millers are asking for help rebuilding the windmills. Do we help fund the reconstruction? Hmm. Well, let's see. Well, it seems like the the right thing to do, right, just uh, for our our people. It shows the kingdom is 
benevolent. Now, mind we, we've, we've taken a bit of a luxury hit already, so we do have to keep that in mind. However, I think the welfare of the people is a stronger thing, and I think that's uh, that will help. I think it puts the kingdom in a positive light. Yes, it might cost us a bit to help reconstruct these windmills. However, it shows that we back the people themselves, the rabble, if you will. Uh, but Kirsten, how, how do you feel about this? House Castran uh, agrees. I think we can take a little bit of a hit on the luxury to help the people. We don't want that. We don't want that falling down so much. And the food, having a reliable food source, is important. There is that. There is that. We oui, we. Oui. Anything else to add, House Nerlu? Uh, luxury can come back, but food is harder. I think if the people see us as a as a more uh, uh, be- benevolent cause to them than the uh, the rich, it's probably best. Barry is vocally <laughs> frowning over there, like very loudly uh, frowning. All right. The slow transformation on his face as we talk. <laughs> House Gammon, you you find me the villain. However, I, I feel your actions speak louder than mine to villainy. However, how do you feel about House this? Gammon feels you can suck it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. If you were really concerned about the people, you would have given them their luxuries. Now you want to take them away. I don't know. Nobody said taking away. Just not supporting as much as food. Mm. We're not saying it's not going to cost the. Obviously, it will cost the kingdom's it's coffers cost a bit. The kingdom. Uh, it's not going to cost the kingdom. Your high-minded <laughs> morals cost the kingdom already. Well, I think we know where everyone stands. I think it's time we took a vote. Uh, House Castran, you are the leader here, so uh, you make the first move. How do you feel about this one? Do we help the reconstruction? I and they. He's well, thinking. This is a big decision. Yes. Here, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking... Didn't seem like a big decision for you. He oh, hasn't voted yet. I have not voted yet. Uh, but I think I'm very clear on how I feel about this. Yeah. Reconstruction through and through. Slowly. He doesn't want to go first. <laughs> he he doesn't want to go slowly. first. I know this. Yeah, you, you should have thought about that before you wanted to be leader so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you lead your people? I'm going to pass for power. I had a feeling that was going to happen. You have to put a coin on his pass uh, card, if you wouldn't. Uh, I understand that. That's a, I understand that move here. Uh, uh, House Nero, how do you feel? You... We should support the rebuilding. Ah, yes. Oh, I pass for power. Y- you dismissed your card because you <laughs> very... I, I adamantly passed for power. He passed for power. Can he do that? Yes, you yeah, have to share absolutely. It. You, then you share the power in between. Share, yeah, Ooh. indeed. Uh, <laughs> you should see Barry's face. Barry, Barry, if you don't mind, uh, could I have a coin, please? Motherfucker! Oh. All y'all, all y'all are gonna pass. Uh, I'm also passing for power. Yeah, the reason is because there's nine fucking power things on there, and everybody wants it. <laughs> that's Give a me lot the leader. Of, I get the a, leader. That's a lot of power. And yes, uh, House Nero so becomes gets leader. The leader. We each get three of these power things. Yes, we each do. Here's my three. Thank you very much. Here's your three. But what we wanted happened. Eyes made it happen. And the leader, House Nerilu, we appreciate that. So what happens? 
With the monetary help of the crown, a small squad of carpenters is hired to rebuild the burned-out windmills with the most advanced techniques available. After the work, we are informed that they noticed the smell of an unknown alchemical substance at all three locations. Kirsten's been there. Arson. So, the luxuries Uh, go down. Luxuries, Barry. Luxury. Two. Ugh. Well, and, and now it gets the arrow thingy. And now it gets the arrow thing. And actually, it goes one more point since it had momentum in that direction anyway. Oh. Uh, but the welfare goes up three. Wow. Aha. One, two, three. It went down up three, right? So Yeah, so it stays even. No. No, no, no. It went down four. Oh, and up, then up three. So, yes, it goes down one. And and there is no stickers. There is no extra things on this one. That ends that particular one. So our next dilemma begins immediately. The high commander has received a message from our soldiers stationed at the troublesome northern border of Mark of Torque. Sakaram smugglers are offering to provide us large quantities of red iron, a strange metal that can break even the strongest steel. The army wants the majority of it, but there is a lot of money to be made by trading it. Do we reserve the red iron for the army? Barry, under nay, positive luxury. Under I, positive army, which is the castle. So here we are. Do we reserve the red iron for the army? Hmm. This is quite the dilemma at this point, because our luxuries are so low, right? We might want to think about getting those raised up again. However, this is a very, very prized medal. And if it's in the hands of our army and our army alone, that's a strong army. And we could really use uh, strength in our army. Uh, But uh, how do you feel about this, uh, Haskastran? First up, rules. uh, Yes. Or uh, procedural clarification. If... The we have a positive luxury and a positive uh, warfare, whatever you want to call it. So military, if, if the military, if those votes go the way, are are there negative? Could there be negative implications anyway? Yes. Or yes, just be. This is just what we know about. <clears throat> okay. There okay. can always be added things that we don't know about. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, luxury could continue to go down. It is very true, but I think uh, we have to think about our army. Oh. Well, we, I understand that. I mean, I definitely want to support the army, but I do have a little bit of concern if the luxuries continue going down. The morale of the people might suffer. Uh, a poor country leads to yeah. Are we fighting. voting now? Are we voting now or are we discussing? We're discussing. <laughs> We're discussing. <laughs> Right now, I'm I'm leaning towards voting I and supporting the military. All right. How do you feel about it, House Nerlu? Well, the windmills were obviously arson. Mm. It is unclear who did that. So it might be important to support the army. All right. Lobster people, what do you think? The northern people are a bunch of jagoffs. <laughs> Fuck them. Let's support the army. What? Actually, that that kind of supports the north. So, yeah, but it, they're a bunch of jagoffs, and they're gonna and, and and I don't like them. So we're gonna take all that red iron before they figure out where they got something good. 
The other option also takes the red iron, just doesn't give it to the military. <laughs> I don't like them either way, but I'm going to give it to the army because they're a bunch of jagoffs. I think I just like saying jagoff. I think you do too. You You're a like, jagoff. You just like being loud. I think, huh? This yeah. is my voice. This is the volume that I talk. <laughs> it kind of is, everybody, which is really hard is, to be around all the time. Yeah. All the time. I don't like it. Like right now, I'm up from the table to get a glass of water. And it still sucks. I bet it's you still... can still hear me. Unfortunately, mm. yes. Now is the time to vote since he's not here. Yeah, he right, abdicates quickly. his vote. There you go. <laughs> so, uh... All right, well, it starts with the leader. Do we reserve the red iron for the army? Yes or no? The army needs strength. House Gannon, how do you vote? <laughs> I'll pass for moderator. Ah. Oh. Coin go on the pass, there and you, you immediately take the moderator. Oh, you like that? Ah. I support the army. I just, eh. I pass for power. Okay. For the one power that's for out there. For the one power, one power that's, power out, that's there. out there. Oh, how very humble of the cult. The priesthood. So modest and nice. That's two votes for I. However... Uh, the power is tied, so the moderator decides who the leader of this vote is. House Gannon decides the leader of this, uh, this vote. Now, this is interesting. Um, Deb's sitting to my right. Kirsten's sitting to her right. If I put the leader in his hands, that means that I get to see how he votes first before Deb. And there's a chance that it'll get to me later and that's what i want it's always going to get to you later so i'm not quite sure yeah. your logic yeah, exactly. right now <laughs> no it'll get and, to me later because at least you'll get the chance to vote before me next time so i, will, either, I way. will either way i know but there will be two votes <laughs> put out before you know what don't worry about it you're a leader <laughs> you kirstran gets the yeah, leader fuck yeah <laughs> you don't get my logic because it's scatterbrain, scatterbrain. Whatever. Uh, the eyes have it. A strong economy requires a strong army to protect it. The high commander contacts the smugglers to establish the operation. A steady flow of red iron from the mostly unexplored lands of the Forafuar Mountains is supplied directly to the smiths of the army with only a little remaining for our merchants. So the army goes up to... And that's all. And we open a new envelope to adding <sighs> new story stuff. And the army's all oh decked out in red. That dilemma sounded a little familiar. Yes, maybe like the last game. <laughs> what last game? I don't no, know what lost. last game. You're talking lost. about multiverse shit. Lost game. <laughs> the lost game. Crisis on infinite kingdoms. Crisis on, <laughs> on infinite carpets. <laughs> Where you're tripping over shit and <laughs> losing whole fucking... To thank the king for the prosperous business, the smugglers gift him a masterful red iron sword named Scarlet Tide. Oh, yeah. The army soon neglects the blade as its symbol as the sign for its future power. A significant portion of the imported red iron starts flowing toward the royal armory, and military smiths begin experimenting with new ways of working with the sturdy metal. Because of its exceptional sturdiness, red iron is difficult to mold into weapons and armor, but a few blades are forged for the most elite regiments. And the signer of this card gets three power automatically. 
Funny, it's already signed by Kirsten like this ever happened before. Uh, wow, this is friggin' deja vu entirely, how that worked out. So, okay, there's another card here, so I put it on top of it? Yes, absolutely. So he gets three power right now? Immediately. Shit. <laughs> you should have given it to me. Why would I do that? We begin the next dilemma. We need to take the old ones off. Yeah, I know. With Barry as moderator and leader, Kirsten's house. Oh, that's, that'll be two votes before it gets to House Flarg. <laughs> that's what I hear. I hear it's a whole strategy. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's what way. I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Among the many goods imported by Kofferian traders, the most controversial is an exotic book entitled A Thousand Blisses. In addition to revelations about Kofferian society, it describes a certain ritualistic movement believed to maximize pleasure during intercourse, which are shocking the foundations of our public morality. Do we ban the obscene books? Barry. Fuck no. Under, we illustrate them. <laughs> uh, before we go into this, Barry, under the red. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we make movies of them. A positive sticker and positive knowledge. Positive stick of positive knowledge. And I, we if we ban it, it's negative knowledge. Okay, well, there it is. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, why don't you go, since, look, I've taken over leadership position on vocaling things. You're the leader, Kastran. Why don't you lead us in this discussion? Um, House Kastran really doesn't have a position on these books. I don't really, I don't think it's really our concern we're concerned with dealing with issues that directly affect people, and I'm not going to think that a book is going to cause any kind of problem. So House Kastran would be uh, leaning against banning. House Nerelu, what do you think about this? Knowledge is knowledge. You just like sexy time. <laughs> we, uh, it, we is a, it is a healthy way to spend your free time. The kingdom is aware of your... Dirty proclivities. Whoa. We, we, they were not surprised wow. that this book is jingling your jangles. <laughs> House Gannon, what do you think? <laughs> How dare you take away our porn? Our people work hard every day. We are skilled laborers and hard workers. And when we come home, we want to crack open a cold beer, have a potato, and watch something... Well, we don't have TVs yet because I think this is kind of medieval. But you know, we 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 go to the play, the dirty plays, where they have sock puppets, and they do nasty shit. Oh my god! This is what keeps the the the, the trains run or the, or the fucking oh, the caravans running. I didn't realize don't, they ran on friction. Yeah, don't 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 argue so hard. You might end up changing Nerelu's mind. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, the, the a little sexy time in pursuit of knowledge as okay. The church can't get behind this. There's no. There's oh, the church can get behind plenty. I heard. There's if there's little boys involved. Oh. Does, the, does the church appreciate keeping our country the church populated? populated. The church appreciates <laughs> the the country being on the proper path and not having this filth to Who take are you there. to say what is and is not proper? 
Uh, I think the church is very clear in what is proper and what isn't yeah, proper. Yeah, well, the church is, but the church is a bunch of jack-offs. The, the people are morally <laughs> outraged for a good reason. And again, you're insulting the king, and I would advise you against it. Don't listen to Charlie Banana Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I think uh, we're all... Uh, as a leader, Kauska Strand, uh, how do you vote? Do you do we ban the obscene books? Nay. One power on nay. Yeah, oh. damn right, nay. All right. Uh, how scenario, Lou? Uh, I will pass to be the moderator. Ah. Give uh, Nerilu the coin for the pass. House Gannon, uh, what's your filthy vote? <laughs> Uh, rules question. Yeah. <clears throat> if I vote and then you vote more, mm -hmm. it, then you can you have vote, a chance. It goes to, back. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of works like poker betting. Let's not screw around. Nay. Three. Three Ooh. on nay. So it's Look a four total. I'm supporting the people. And the people want dirty books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we should ban it, obviously. And they if want I, crudely if, drawn images of boobs. And if House Natar has to be the voice of morality, then that's what we'll be. Six Holy power crap. on banning this filth. Do you have anything else to say to this House Castran? Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still the leader, but, uh, but uh, he's added to it. The voice is equal, but it's not enough to overshadow mine. So Okay, so those do add together. Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay. All the eyes will add together. All okay. the days add and together. And we're, we're still going around. And we're still going we? around. Of course, Deb has passed, so... I support the people. Four. Ah, so it is seven. Seven against my six. Hmm... Is it no? Hold on. No. He plays six down. I only put. I only yeah, put I, four. I, I still have okay. that down. All right. Okay. There we go. Uh, so I'm still the leader on this. Learning about this game. Hmm. How does that affect the, who gets the sticker? If I do not put any more down and my power is overshadowed by you two, uh, then whoever put the most power of the winning vote gets the leadership. Oh, I'm so that would be you, um, Vlark. House Castran's totally fine with the lobster people. Getting credit for allowing <laughs> porn to flourish in the kingdom. We click clack our claws in your general direction in a good way. I'm making well. claw things with my hands. You can't see it, but I'm doing it. The House Natar has made its objections loud and clear. Uh, however, we do not want to stand in front of what the will of the people says. So... We will allow that vote to continue. So, yes, Nay wins this. So, hold on. The, These don't go oh, anywhere, they don't go right? anywhere because no nobody... One, no one... Nope. Correct, no one this day. Power. That's right. So, all that goes to the center. And so... Hmm, disgusting. <laughs> no. <laughs> we rule against banning the book. Such intoxicating freedom of knowledge prompts wild, sc wide scholarly interest in its subjects. Knowledge goes up two, so it flips and goes two. The health of the kingdom goes up two. Which one's that? That's yeah. the balance. Health of the kingdom went up. And you are stable. And now I must find a sticker. So, vamp. Is it uh, a dirty sticker? <laughs> probably. It's like the Kama Sutra picture, probably. Or something like it. What did he say? It was like a thousand sins or a th yeah. something like that. Oh, I like that number. But that many sins? That's got to be good. Cake's in there somewhere. We like cake. 
in celebration of this, I'm going to eat a donut. Like for real. Gluttony. That's a good sin. No, wait, shit. What is this? Yeah, gluttony. This sticker is titled Tender Souls. The popularity of a thousand blisses gives rise to a new guild of prostitutes named Tender Souls, which takes hold in the coastal cities of Silgayan, Duin, and Golden Harbor. Yeah, it's my city! Barry, sign the sticker and put it in the luxury category. I am happy about this! Next dilemma. While our merchants are preparing our first ever expedition to the city of tents, a group of suspicious self-proclaimed merchants enters Libra, carrying a few ancient and exotic religious artifacts made of pure gold. They're unwilling to reveal the origin of their goods. Do we arrest these merchants to question them, even if this could a damaged trade? So here's the outcome. Nay, positive luxury. I, positive knowledge. Can you read it one more time? Yes. While our merchants are preparing our first ever expedition to the city of tents, this is from our trade right. agreement earlier, mm -hmm. a group of suspicious self-proclaimed merchants enters Libra carrying a few ancient and exotic religious artifacts made of pure gold. They're unwilling to reveal the origin of these goods. Do we arrest these merchants to question them, even if this could damage trade? I don't know where to go on this one. They're trying to sell them to us? They're, all we know is they're carrying these exotic things. They're not telling us where they got it, but they're, they're calling them their goods, so we're assuming they're here to trade. Do we want to question them? Why Arrest they... them to question them. Again, we get knowledge for that, but it could damage trade. Uh, this is one of those times when I think I'm on the side of knowledge. Always be prepared. I'm thinking, arrest them. You, you would damage trade? That's kind of weird, isn't it? I think he's been he's, fighting for it. Yeah. I know. I think he's been reading too much porn. <laughs> it's hurt his brain. We'll, we'll be fine. I don't think we should arrest these people. We've damaged trade enough. It's already going big time in the wrong direction. We can, we can change this with this decision. Let's not arrest these people for selling these baubles. Let's be clear. That's luxuries in the wrong direction, not trade. Technically, I think from this standpoint, yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? Actually. How do you feel about it, Tauskastra? Uh, I don't think there's compelling evidence to arrest them. And we don't want to hurt relations with other countries? I'm leaning towards nay. How about you, uh, House Derelu? Uh We agree with House Karstran. Alienating these traders without actually knowing the truth and arresting them without probable cause seems not a good idea. This is our country. Probable causes. I want to know what you got. <laughs> Again, alienating ourselves from others. I think, I think trade's taken enough of a hit right now. Hmm. I agree. Uh, so I guess we'll start the voting. And I guess, uh, well, that actually the leadership goes to House... Ah, Ganans, since they... Uh... Well, hey, Nerulu, it'll be three votes before... Uh... <laughs> you go first! <laughs> Choose. Bunch of bleeding hearts, I can't win this one. Oh, I pass for power. Oh. That's, uh, that's quite the thing. 
What happens if we all pass for power? Do we split it up evenly? And I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I we'll don't... figure that out when we get to it. Are you even allowed to do that? That's I, I honestly haven't looked that up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But I don't think we'll have to worry about that because I'm going to put one power on me. Oh, there you go. How do, how do you vote, House Castran? Do I need a coin? Passing for power or for the moderator? For power. I had a feeling. <laughs> House Nerilu. It's a lot of power out there, isn't it? Well, it's only three per if I go in there, too, which is what happened last time. But you're also denying them all that power, too. Really? You're just going to bring that up, are you? Well, I absolutely the vote, am. The vote is already going the way I wanted to. <laughs> so I'll you're passing for power, power as well? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Just the way our house wanted it to work out. <laughs> Imagine that. Take so, your coin. Take your coin. Split the power three each. The nays have it. I'll take your nay and put it over here. Despite their dubious origin, the golden artifacts prove extremely popular. And an effigy of the mother with her daughters is, brought, is bought for an obscene amount of money. The apparent abundance of golden riches in the South fuels a renewed enthusiasm in our merchants who hasten their preparations for an expedition to the city of tents. The luxury goes up too. Uh, so it's still in the negative column, but it now is trending in the right direction. And I gain the leadership, yes. Um, take my power and put that in the center. I, did. I already did. And now I have to find one more envelope. And I, I don't agree with what happened. Oh, I don't think that was a good idea. And and this was a name. So what happens if the board gets full of those cards? The king dies and the game ends, which this is the last one, okay. no matter what. Okay. Because we've kept the country in balance. Yeah. Big time. Oh, did anything happen to the country's balance? Oh, oh when yeah. It goes up. It did, too. Two. And then there's this outcome, the city of tents. <laughs> A city of what? A city of me dropping things. <laughs> Shit. Seen from afar, the majestic city of tents looks like a mirage. A white temple emerges from the clear waters of an oasis circled by a colorful sea of tents full of people haggling for goods. The temple reminds some of the many sandstone ruins found in the south of our kingdom. The city is ruled by the sand priestesses, an opulent version of the cult of the mother. We may worship the same goddess, but their lavish ways are in stark contrast with the sober purity of our cult. The arrival of our expedition boosts trade between our countries, and news of our search for the golden map spreads among locals. It's rumored that the sand priestesses are hiding it in a secret temple in the desert. Aha. <laughs> okay, aha. Is that it? He's going to read it here in a second. <clears throat> and this is a rule that is added Ooh. for the until this card gets covered. Whenever a player opts to pass and gather power, they gain two coins instead of one because of the higher trade. Uh-huh. Let me shuffle these dilemmas real quick. And our final dilemma, because after this, the king dies. Oh, how sad. Drusu, and a tremendously rich merchant with a ruddy smile coming from the city of tents, is offering our kingdom a ridiculously large sum of money on loan to be returned in convenient installments. Do we take the loan? 
Nay, on the nay spot. Why do we need the loan? Place nothing. On the I spot, a positive luxury and a negative sticker. So, nope. a, a nope. rich merchant. Nope. <laughs> oh, there's a Tarask. A, a kit has stepped on the board. Yeah, he wants to play. All right. So, do we take the loan? Uh, luxuries are a little low, right? Uh, we could use the the up on that. Uh, however, uh, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing on the nay. There's nothing a, on the nay. Nothing on the nay. Nothing at all. But Doesn't mean that nothing will sticker. happen. It's just that, as far as we are aware, this is what we know will happen. Luxuries will go up, but there looks like a negative sticker consequence, and that actually could change. That could be a red herring. Oh, I don't see why we need a loan. Yeah. Uh, Who's offering the loan? Uh, what is the... Uh, yeah, I don't... Where's this coming from? It's a ridiculously large sum of money that we pay back in light installments. Yeah, but why? Uh, this is, uh, this is the, the Southern, this group that we started trading with. Obviously a man trying to push some power. Yeah, they sound like a bunch of jagoffs. Uh, I agree with uh, what the, the consensus feels at the table, and that is that we really don't need the loan. Uh, I don't think we need to be in debt to another. Yeah. Uh, a merchant must let's a merchant from another country. Nah. I'm not feeling it, yeah. Ankist for Ankist. Uh, anybody else uh, chiming in on any thoughts on this? Anybody thinking we should take a loan? For one of the few times we agree. Wow. There is that. That's and frightening. That, there it is. Well, I'm, I'm the leader of this one. I'll start the vote. I pass for moderator. So what happens if no one actually votes? Uh, well, technically, if everyone passes, oh, then oh, it's oh, the moderator, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, then the moderator decides, yeah. So, mm. so, if no, so if everyone passes, I decide. And which way are you leaning? <laughs> I am leaning that we should take the money. Are we? That we should grab the... You're leaning the, what? That's we should take the loan. That's not what you said. Uh, but I've changed my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have a vote in this. Unless, unless everyone, unless everyone, unless passes. everyone passes. All right. So <laughs> it's And if you pass, if more than one person passes, nobody gets any nobody power. gets any power. There's only one power in there. Yeah. So mm. it's doesn't behoove you much to do that, but you know, do do what you will. I've made my intentions clear. Right, right. Uh, Natar thinks that I we can use the money for the good of the people in the the short term and pay it back slowly over time. I take the loan. Nay, we don't take the loan. Correct. House oh. Kastran says no. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, never do. How do you vote? Also nay. All right, that's two power on nay. Uh, Ganon. I pass for power. (laughs) (laughs) And I get two coin for that. Right then. All right, well, then the I's have it. I'm sorry, the nays have it. All right. Well, okay, well, whatever. (laughs) You get to vote who the leader is. Uh, I decide that, uh, you know what? Well, I get that. Haska Strand. Always with Haska Strand. Haska Strand guards our borders and deserves to be be treated as such. So, in, in honor of your. Guarding the kingdom, I vote you leader. 
We turned down Drusu's sketchy proposal, giving up great riches, but we can't have our grandchildren pay for our squandering desires. The people bless Rayla, the saint daughter of money and business, for helping us see through the fraud. That we gain nothing, we lose nothing, the king dies. Wow. Just like Thus that. ends this kingdom. Now, we count up our points. Barry signs that card, right? Oh, yes, because uh, you, you passed for power, right? So you gain an extra coin and you I, sign that. I did, okay. And now we uh, count up the points. How do we count up our points? How do we count up the points indeed? Well, we each chose our goal, and we marked uh, permanently what choice we did on the back of our house cards. For example, I chose opportunist. Anything that is in the middle or below, I get credit for. There are two resources in the center and below that, the luxury and the, uh, the flag. So I get seven points for that. So that's the resource goal. Okay, what'd you get? I chose moderate, and everything is in the band that I was supposed to be in. <laughs> so how many points did you get? 14. Yikes. Wow. Where does that get put? I have the scoring sheet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so mine's opulent, and I got points for everything that's above on the wall. It looks like, is it also the middle line? Yes. I think so. Okay, so the middle line and above. So okay, so we got four resources. So I also get 14. I chose rebel. I get shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You had to be the extreme edges. Yes. Uh, and uh, wow, that yeah, fucked me. There really so that middle band doesn't uh... nothing. He's he's was thirteen wow. above or five and below. Yeah, so I get That's rough. nothing. That's rough. Wow. Well, I understand now why he was sort of like yeah, luxury. Let the luxury fuck go. It. Let luxury go. Yeah. Once again, Nerlu, you got how many? Fourteen. Fourteen. So four gives you fourteen on your card. Five gave me fifteen if I got it. Whoa. Yeah. Well. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So it's all different. It is. Golly willikers. Uh, Gannon, how many points you get? Zero? Zero. <laughs> Natar, I got seven points. What did you select, Todd? I selected uh, opportunist, so everything oh, from the middle and below. There you go. Okay. So. And you got 14, Kirsten? Yes, sir. Okay. How much money do you have? I have 14. I have 12. 13. 15. Kirsten's number one in that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I believe I am last. Boy, I got fucked this time around. <laughs> you did. All right, so. All that porn. I had to vote my conscience. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirsten was number one. I was number four. Gannon was number three. Marilou was two. I had that right no, for money? No, no. I don't think you do. How many? How many much money you got? For money, yeah. I had... Uh, 13. I had 14. Okay. So you're number two, Gannon, and number three. Does that Maryland. mean, like, get points for that? No. So at the bottom is your ranking. Everyone's card is different. So if you're ranked number one, Kirsten, take that top amount. Five. I'm not on it at all, so zero for me. Uh, Gannon? Two. You're, so how many points you get for that? Two. Two points. Wait, so ranking is, oh, that's the money. Yeah, the ranking. So and It's you, just money. And you're number three, so do you have a number there for three? Two. All right. We don't count up power? 
But what? let me let me double check that. And does power transfer to the next game? Yes. Your power will be kept. So okay. Oh, okay. So we need to track how much we've got. Right. Actually no, it starts with a eight, but your power may change based on those stickers. Oh. For the next generation. Okay, so the every power, every game is a resource that can be spent. I think it's hilarious. I ended up with money. Yeah, how'd you? Well, it's because he money? passed. He passed so many times. Well, yeah. I passed, and you also bribed me. I did. Your bribe made the difference between one and two. I did. I should not have done ah, that. But <laughs> okay, there. But power does affect one thing. Uh, count up your power. I have nine. I have seven. I have ten. I have ten. All right. Players with the most power behind their screen gain additional two points. And the players with the second most gain one additional point. What if there's a tie? In case of a tie, both players scores the bonus for the tied position. So, uh, Kirsten and Deb both get two points. And I get one. And you get one. So it's not worth as many as you have, but if you have the most, it's worth some points. Yes. Okay. In last place is House Ganon. With five points. Fuck. In third place, House Natar. They deserved better, but that's where they're at. With 11 points. Nerilu is House number two with 18 points. And Kirsten with 22 points wins this set. Oh, I got fucked with the resources. (laughs) (laughs) You. You're a bunch of fence sitters. Dude, you had a nasty fucking position eh first game so the king has died so here is the ranking so Kirsten you rank number one right mm-hmm. so on your physical card for your house you gain five prestige points that's the one there on the top left mm-hmm. house Nerilu for second place you get four prestige points my house with third place, gets two prestige points and one crave point. Here we go. And last place house, the suck house. (laughs) The shitty bads. The shitty bads. (laughs) Gets two crave points. Yeah. What? I think that's totally right up your alley. It it. is. (laughs) Slytherin over there. Eat it. So there you have it. That is the end of this first king's reign of the kingdom and the decisions that brought him to his probably timely old age death. That was a pretty uh, nice thing for the kingdom there. Yeah. Overall. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait oh, a minute. Shit. Oh, shit. Look at him. Did you just what? Did you, did you leave your coins on I the thing? I left my coins on the past thing. Well, let's see. If How many coins do you have? 15. Oh, see, now I have a little higher rank. Ha <laughs> ha. I don't think, well, it does not count yeah, Barry, much. you need six more points. And, and I don't think you're going to get that from your, your coin victory points. Uh, you're six. a loser no matter what. I know. That's all the, you knew that ranking, going in. I got another point. That doesn't matter. No, there no. went King Harold V. The most prestigious house was House Castrand. Good job, House Castrand. And thank you, Kofi listeners, for joining us on this first time us playing it. It'd probably be a little more easier going yes. as, we're, now we're as we get a feel for rules, it. Yeah. Now we kind of get an idea of how to play this game. Maybe I won't get fucked. <laughs> and now that Barry's going to be on the lookout. Min-maxing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that's the card he chose. Min-maxing, literally. 
He chose min-maxing. <laughs> he did. He did. I thought there, for some reason, I thought we'd have more movement in this track. Uh, we did last time. Last time it was pretty heavy, but yeah, we kept everything in the center of this. Last time? When was last time? Oh, yeah, that never the happened. That never happened. Game. Yeah. I was angry because last time I was, I felt I was doing a good job of keeping it because. Well, I was getting, my I was getting good on the power and votes were going the way I wanted to and I didn't have to vote on anything. Yeah. So. Yeah, too bad somebody had to trip over the cord and unplug the whole system and, and yeah. lose the whole damn thing. Fucking jag off. Friggin' <laughs> asshole. My God. <laughs> Thank you, Kofi members, for your support, and we look forward to playing this next time with you. We'll talk to you next week in Geek. Geek.